Welcome to the SCG Church Young Adults Podcast, where we get to bring you sermons and content to help bring you closer to Jesus, develop your faith, and keep you up to date with everything young adults. Join us Sunday nights at 7 p.m. in the SCG Church Warehouse for our young adult service, or at our main campus services. We hope you enjoy. All right, for those of you who don't know me, I'm going to reintroduce myself properly this time. My name is Robert. Uh, I do the high school ministry here at Seacoast Grace. That's why I said grade and not age, because uh, I'm so used to just dealing with high schoolers and stuff like that. But anyways, super excited. This is like my third Friendsgiving now, junior high, high school, and now you guys. So um, had all, all the foods. Um, but anyways, with that being said, um, in light of Friendsgiving and friendships and stuff like that, Um, I want to ask you guys this very important question. Do you think it is important for us to be careful with who we be friends with? Do you think it's important to understand that? I think so, personally. I mean, obviously, I feel like we've gone through life, uh, different kind of uh, life stages, and we've always had different friends, and maybe had to get away from some friends, and had new ones, whatever that may be. And personally, I think it's super important because back when I was like in elementary school, <clears throat> I had one friend group that, uh, so I was the youngest, it was six of us, me included, and I was the youngest, I was in first grade, and the oldest was in sixth grade, and I was like my cousin. And we were all friends because we were like neighborhood kids, stuff like that, our families were together, all that fun stuff. And pretty much... Uh, I look at sixth graders now, and I wonder how I even survived my childhood, because I was taking advice and everything else from a sixth grader, and I look at them now, and I go, by the grace of God, I don't know how I lived, Um, because we did some pretty insane things, but mostly because of the fact that we grew up kind of in this party culture, like all of our parents were partiers, Um, they drank every single weekend, always that stuff, especially when summertime came around, it was like nonstop partying, and we'd be like up at like two or three o'clock in the morning, going back and forth and stuff like that. And ultimately, when you grow up in that environment, um, one or two things happen. It's literally a flip of the coin about whether you go towards what your parents were doing, and you drink, and you party, and you do all the things that they did, Or you don't because you've seen the physical effects that it has on them and how uh, everything else changes in their lives or how they treat people based off of what they were doing during that party stage. And it's literally a flip of the coin. And out of the six of us, three of us were the people that went on later in life to party and to stuff like that, whereas the other three didn't really do it as often, but um, were kind of against it. They didn't want to do it. They just wanted to have fun, just do normal things, um, but it would do it here and there, maybe for like special occasions or, or whatnot. And ultimately, what we kind of found out is that as I grew up and as I grew older, I began to see, right, which I think is common sense for a lot of us, that your friends affect a lot about not only what you wear, but also how you act. It was funny, I was listening to a comedian uh, this past week, and he was talking about how his daughter, um, who was like elementary school age, super young, thought that pink and orange would go together, and she was very adamant that this was like a good outfit to wear, 
And he was telling his daughter, you probably shouldn't wear that outfit. It doesn't, pink and orange don't go together. And he finally gave up and he said, you know what? Her friends will tell her. And she went to school. Later on during the day, she came back crying because her friends were making fun of her and said, why would you wear pink and orange? And the, and the dad said, well, guess what? She'd never wear that ever again. And that has a large part and effect on kind of, to be honest, on our friendships, right? Your friends can kind of uh, either help you with style by either coming alongside you and helping you go pick out clothes, or they'll just roast you until you get new clothes. Um, but ultimately, right, your friendships can shape a lot about you, right? What you wear, how you act, how you talk, and different things. But ultimately, we choose friends a lot of the times based off of proximity, for me, right, growing up in the early stages of my life, I chose that friend group mainly because we were so close to one another. We lived right next to each other for the most part. And so we choose our friends and build relationships with people most of the time based on proximity. This is why a lot of you, um, if I take you a trip down memory lane when you were in high school, uh, you were friends with the person that sat, that sat next to you most of the time. Um, and even in college, the only person you talk to here or there is the person that sits next to you, mainly just to ask them a question or two. And that's because of proximity. It's because they're close to you. And this happened with my best friend uh, that I, who I became friends with in the sixth grade because when we were in PE, my number was here and his, and his number was here. And so we started talking to each other because our numbers were right beside each other. Not only that, but it's important to consider who you spend your time with in greater context. See, it can be easy to choose people right, who are right there, but we also tend to choose people who do the same activity as you. Right? This is why many of you saw people who would be friends with people who played sports or, or in choir or band or even played video games, whatever it may be. You normally chose friendships or chose friends that did the same activity as you. And even often to college, you do the same thing. You would find that group of people maybe in your class, or maybe if you still talk to your friends in high school, who do the same activity as you. Now, I want you to know today that, and this is super important, I want you to know that your friendships can either build you or hurt you. Your friendships can either build you or hurt you. And scripture is very clear on this. And I'm mainly just going to be in the book of Proverbs today. Because Proverbs is written by a guy named King Solomon, who is the wisest man to have ever lived, obviously besides Jesus, but the wisest man to have ever lived. And Proverbs was written for young people like yourselves, to young adults like, like all of us in this room, to grow in understanding of how to be good leaders, how to gain wisdom when it comes to life, and Honestly, how to seek out relationships, um, both for marriage, but also for, for friendships. And so Proverbs, if you have not read Proverbs, it's just 31 chapters. You can read a chapter a day, and that would get you through a month. And I would encourage you guys to start reading Proverbs. It's a great book, um, and honestly, there's nothing better. But I would say Scripture is very clear on this, and that we should love our neighbors as ourselves, and that we should honestly be, yes, we should cast our nets wide and far when it comes to showing love and kindness 
to others. But there's a difference between being friendly and being friends with someone. So your friends are who you walk with, sit with, and share meals with in every season of your life. See, they're, they're the people who hear the long version of your stories with all the details within that story. And they're the ones who should be able to kind of understand you the best and stick closer to you when things in life take a rough turn. You see, it's uh, in Proverbs uh, chapter 18, verse 24, it actually says this. One who has an unreliable friend soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You see, there's this old saying that says, I'm sure you might have all heard it before at least once in your life, that says, show me your friends, and I will show you who you'll become in three years, right? And that saying is true in every sense of the way. That if you show me your friends, I can show you who you'll be in three years. And we need to actually ask ourselves this question. I think all of us in this room should be able to ask ourselves this question. Where are my friends leading me? And this is a great question, by the way, even if you don't believe in Jesus. This is a great question. Where are my friends leading me? And if you're new here, welcome I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Seacoast. Um, if you were looking for a perfect church, you came to the wrong place. We're an imperfect church filled with imperfect people just doing our best to live a life that follows Jesus. And I'm here to tell you today that your friendships do matter. And ultimately, where your friends are leading you does matter, especially for your life. Are your friends leading you to do things that you never thought you would do before? Are they building you up or are they tearing you down? Are they holding you accountable to the choices you make or not caring about what you do? You see, that's super important, I think, to ask yourself that question. There's a, I was listening to a, a Christian rap artist and he had a lyric that um, I thought was pretty good to this kind of question. And to kind of paint the picture, he was basically talking about how he was going to the store to buy Jordans, and all of his friends were telling him, oh, dude, those are going to look so good on you. Hey, don't worry about that price tag, man. Like, you can do it. Like, don't worry about it, right? And everyone around him was telling him he should buy those shoes. But his one friend came to him, only one friend of that group, and said, dude, if you buy those shoes, you're going to be eating those shoes. And what he was getting at was, what he was saying was that ultimately, hey, you don't even have enough money to buy this shoe. Why would you ever do that to yourself? Because if you buy this shoe, you're not going to have enough money to even buy yourself food. And so ultimately, the friend was holding him accountable to his own actions and saying, dude, you should not be doing that choice. Don't listen to those fools. That should not be what you're doing. Next question you have to ask yourself is, are, they, are your friends helping you? And this is mainly for those who call yourselves Christians in this room. Are they helping you grow in your faith or pushing you away from your faith? Are they helping you grow in your faith or pushing you away from your faith? See, in Proverbs 27, 17, 
It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. See, your friendships can either build you or hurt you. And a good, godly-seeking friendship is one that holds each other accountable. You hold each other accountable to the standard of what the Bible teaches. And you see, you don't need to get mad at your friend for when they call you out. Because ultimately, they're doing it out of the best interest in mind. But we should know, and we should honestly be careful by who your friends are. Be careful to choose friends who sharpen you and help you grow rather than shave you down. See, your closest friends to you should be ones of the same faith journey, should be ones that are equally yoked as you. And this is super important to understand. Now, I'm not saying that it's not wrong to have friends of different beliefs or maybe who don't believe at all. I think that's important because God calls us to be a light. And it's important to be friends and to have friends of different uh, faiths and beliefs because that will not only sharpen your edge more because you'll want to know, hey, how can I help? What does the Bible say about this? How can I help them understand this? Obviously, that's super important as well. But your closest friends, like, like your top three, your big three, should be those that are equally yoked as you. So equally yoked not only in relationships when you're looking for a significant other, but also when it comes to friendships. Mainly because, right, when you're going through the biggest life decisions, you want to have people that align with your beliefs. You want to have people that come alongside you and go, okay, hey, let's pray about this together. Or you want to have people that you can text in the middle of the night and say, hey, can you pray for me? I'm really struggling right now with this decision. Hey, can you help me out in this moment? Hey, do you want to take a drive with me real quick so I can just get some stuff off my chest? You see, it's important to understand that our closest friends should be those on the same faith journey as us or even those uh, who believe in the same level equally yoked. Because let me give you this example. You want to go to a friend who is single, who hasn't kept a relationship for a long time, for relationship advice. You would not go to that friend who has not been able to keep a relationship at all for relationship advice, right? Because let's just be honest, that's unwise. You would go, the wise decision that you would make if you're struggling with a relationship is that you would go to someone who has had a flooring relationship for a long period of time and go, hey, how did you overcome this with your wife, your fiance, your boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever? And that's super important, right? That's the wisest choice. Just like how, right, you wouldn't go to that one friend who hasn't been able to keep a relationship and is single, for relationship advice. See, we also have to be careful that we are choosing our close friends who are wise, that our close friends should be wise and not trying to get us into trouble. That's super important. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, it says this, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers, suffers harm. See, you must be mindful in this always. I'm sure we've, I mean, let's, like, let's be honest. Like, all of our friend groups at some point in our life, we've gotten into trouble with. Like, you've done things with your friend groups that you're like, probably shouldn't have done that, right? Whether it be from 
egging to toilet papering to ding-dong ditching to lighting off a firework that you know you shouldn't have, right? We have all had friend groups in these moments that then all of a sudden the cops come and you're running away from the cops and stuff like that. Whether to what degree or to what level, we've all had moments where we've gotten in trouble with our friends. And we need to be mindful, right? Because if your friends keep trying to get you to do different things that you know you should not be doing, then you need to step away from them. You need to set boundaries in place. You need to understand that, hey, do they have the best intentions for me? Are they helping me grow or not? Because ultimately, the more you hang out with friends who tend to do things that might get you into trouble more often, the more trouble you'll get in. I remember uh, back when I was a senior in high school, and uh, I remember we all went down to River's End and Seal Beach. There was like 80 of us there. The cops were probably already on the way. But 80 of us, River's End, Seal Beach, everyone there drinking like no tomorrow. And I would see people who would two months before, haven't had a sip of alcohol in their entire life, and they'd tell me, hey, I'm not going to do that. I won't do that. And then I see them throwing up in a bush two cars down because their friends peer pressured them into doing it. Saying, oh, like, dude, like, if you don't do this, you're, like, you're a joke. You're a phony. Do it, man. Do it and you're cool, right? Whatever it may be. Some of us have felt this peer pressure before. I'm sure of it. I have myself, and it's difficult, right? Because we want to keep credibility up with our friends. But ultimately, the person that told me, hey, I'm never going to drink again, but then that night they're throwing up in a bush, I would, I would tell them today, like, you need to get new friends. Because those friends aren't leading you down a good path. They peer pressured you into doing something that you shouldn't have done. I mean, let's be honest here, right? Like, I'm sure we all remember the don't do drugs red wristband thing. You go to 7-Eleven, you get a free Slurpee. I'm sure we all remember this. I mean, it was like in every single elementary school ever. And let's be honest, we all wore like 50 wristbands to see if we could get 50 Slurpees. And yeah, sad life when you go to 7-Eleven, you only get one. Um, but ultimately, right, I've had so many of my friends, they would do those same things. They'd wear those wristbands to say, I'm not going to do drugs. They get to high school, and guess what they're doing? They're doing the same thing that they said that they wouldn't do. They're doing the drugs that they said that they would never do. And a lot of the times, that has to do with friends. It has to do with friendships. The people you choose in your life matters. The people that you walk with in life matters. The Bible is filled with verses. I mean, obviously, just the three that I read to you just now are filled with verses on how to seek out godly friendships and how to seek out who is, would be a good friend. However, the same is true for the people who are looking for those friendships. We also need to be good friends. We also need to be seeking after God and praying for those good friends as well to come into our life. So we need to practice ourselves being a good friend. We need to extend a listening ear. Right? It doesn't mean you have to solve their problems or solve their issues. Maybe just listen and just hear what they have to say. You don't have to solve it in the moment. You don't have to solve it ever. It's, uh, 
being consistent in how you show up for others. Be consistent in that. Show up for people. I remember um, my friends, whenever they would text me, be at midnight or one o'clock in the morning, they said, hey man, can you come pick me up so we can go on a drive? Like I really need someone to talk to right now. I'd just get up and go. I'd text my mom and say, hey, look, and you can go help out a buddy real quick. And I would be there for them, right? Showing them, being consistent with them, but also being a light in their life. Helping them to navigate whatever it is, but just listening to them. Because a lot of times they just need to get some stuff off their chest. But let me ask you these series of questions that after a night out with friends, right, do you feel encouraged and hopeful? Do you feel more justified, maybe in your hurt, anger, or disappointment? Do you feel exactly the same after you leave as you did when you arrived? After a night out with friends, it's important to ask ourselves these questions. It's important to ask ourselves, okay, hey, do they have the best interest in mind for me? What are they doing in my life? And let me tell you, I've had multiple friends all throughout, from elementary, middle school, high school, and even to college. And I never thought that I'd be with like a group of like eight young adult men driving up to Big Bear, just singing worship songs at the top of our lungs. Like I never thought that'd ever happen. And then we go into like Ain't No Mountain High as we're driving into Big Bear just because we love that song. But moral of the story, your friendships and how your friendships can change based on how much you grow as well. That if you call yourselves a Christian in this room, I'm not going to assume that all of you are. I don't know all your stories. So I will not assume that you are all Christians. But if you do call yourselves a Christian in this room, it's important to have godly friends around you. That's why young adults exist, not just to find your future fiance, but to find a good community, to find a good community of believers that you guys can come to and talk with, cry with, be joyful with, praise God with, and learn the word and learn the scriptures together. That's super important. I know some of you here are back in town for college or or. Maybe you don't call Seacoast your home church, but I would encourage you to start a young adults group, even if it's in your own house, if it's in a parking lot, a coffee shop, whatever it may be, because community is important. A lot of the times young adults feel like a hole gets left in, in their hearts when they leave youth groups because a lot of churches don't have young adults programs. And we're, of course, we're blessed to be able to do it here but it's important, and I want you guys to understand that a young adult's community is a community that will eventually take over the church. We're that next generation, and building that community, helping people grow together, keeping each other accountable to what the scripture says is super important. And if you find your spouse, you find your spouse. I mean, just how it is. God wills it, you know? But ultimately, we need to pause and ask ourselves this question. Am I becoming who I want to be, or am I becoming who I'm around? Am I becoming who I want to be, or am I becoming who I'm around? That's a super important question to be able to ask yourself. I want you to take a moment and kind of evaluate, right? 
how you feel after spending time with your friends. Are you becoming who you want to be? Are you becoming who, honestly, God has called you to be with those friend groups? Or are you becoming who you're around? I mean, don't get me wrong, it was difficult to me, for me as well. When I first became a Christian, I felt like I was living two different lives. I was living a life here at church, and then I was living a life with my friends. And I thought that I could live my life separately, but ultimately you cannot. And I had to realize that the friends that I was kind of putting a mask on for, I was being fake with. I was, that wasn't my true self. And so I, they, it's not like they weren't nice people or good people. I just distanced myself from them. And I still talk to them here and there, just be cordial. But the majority of my friendships, the, the close friends that I have are those that are also God-fearing and God-seeking. And so you have to evaluate, right? Remember that, and I want you to remember that you don't have to be friends with everyone. There are reasons why we're all attracted to different groups or different activities. Like, you don't have to be friends with everyone. The same is true. You don't have to invite every friend into all areas of your life. Jesus did this with the disciples. Jesus had 12 disciples, but he chose three to come with him for, like, the bigger events. Peter, James, and John were the three that he chose. They were his big three. And so I want you to consider, right, how you might shift your schedule and your activities or your conversations to align kind of with your friends and who you're becoming in Christ. As I kind of wrap up today and kind of finish up, I want you to understand that if you are not careful with who you walk with in your life, how can you know where you will end up? If you are not careful with who you walk with, how can you know where you will end up? Look, there will be tough decisions that you'll have to make. There's tough decisions in all of our lives that I'm sure all of us in this room have had to make at some point or another. And those decisions will not be easy. However, the more, that, the more you understand that who you walk with matters, that your friends don't just affect what you wear, but they affect what you say, how you act, how you behave, how you treat other people, uh, your beliefs, your morals, and even your own values, you'll begin to understand the friendships that you should be seeking after. And so as I kind of end here tonight, and obviously we should be able to choose your friends wisely, I just want to leave you with two things. And then we have some awesome food in the back that so graciously that you guys all brought Um, these two things are, number one is who you walk with matters. Who you walk with matters. And number two, your friendships can either build you or hurt you. Put your arm around someone if you want to, and I'll pray this out. I don't know how people feel. (laughs) I feel like it's a college. People are like, I don't want to go do groups. Uh, Anyways, Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, just for this community, just for these young adults in this room, Lord, being able just to come here and just praise your name as well as to get to not only just know more about you, but to get to know you. We're thankful for the scriptures that you provided to give us wisdom and and seeking out godly friendships and good friendships, as well as helping us to be good friends in return. And so, Father, I just pray that as we kind of 
go into Friendsgiving and as we kind of just be here in community, that you would just lead us and guide us in this community, help us to grow with one another, to encourage one another, and to be with one another through the thick and thin of life. And so, Father, I pray that you please just bless all the food into our bodies. And I pray that everyone here would drive safe tonight. And to Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to the SCG Church Young Adults Podcast. For more information about our services, events, and ways to get involved, head on over to scgchurch.org. Thanks again for listening.